0: Gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. 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 Hello and welcome to the Talent Podcast, podcast brought to you by the wheel. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me as always, Mike Adam Driver Regan. Mike, how you doing today?
1: Mm, Wishing I was Adam Driver. (laughs) But
0: Adam Driver from what movie? That's really the question
1: house of gucci (laughs) because he came across a little sociopathic in that movie you strike me more as the last duel adam driver how dare you i feel like that has a really mean implication to it even though i never went and saw last duel but i know it was pretty much like hey you you forced yourself on this lady and then didn't matt damon wasn't he the bad
0: guy like the really bad guy that? he was he was kind of he was like the better guy like adam driver was the really bad guy matt damon was like the better guy but they were both the villains Ah, uh, that was the message. All
1: men are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not being sarcastic. That's, that's not entirely wrong. <laughs> well,
0: there goes half our audience. Only half? You think we have <laughs> that many women? We are the number one female sports football podcast thing. Really? Yeah, by my measure. Imagine when we start posting like the video of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. it's gonna plummet i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna photoshop matt damon and last duel over both of us
1: are you are you proud of yourself for what with your little uh our meeting
0: tagline oh ford versus fieri <laughs> yeah very funny though very funny Very nice. thank you thank you thank you uh but throwing aside matt damon and adam driver movies which i guess matt damon is both in last duel and ford versus ferrari there you go He's in
1: everything, secretly.
0: So is Adam Driver. Adam Driver's secretly in everything now.
1: Yeah. There was a minute there where I felt like every time I watched a movie, it would have a Matt Damon cameo. <laughs> he's going to pop up somewhere. You're ready he's, for it. He's in that new Ethan Cohen movie, too. Driveaway Dolls? Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> was he in that HBO Max movie that was really good uh, with Don Cheadle?
0: Yeah. He was, he's, right? He was, like, like, the loyal.
1: He was, like, the the guy who owned, like, ford or whatever right?
0: or whatever company yeah
1: yeah whatever auto company it was with who was like trying to suppress the news of catalytic converters what are we even talking about my bad
0: <laughs> yeah he because he uh he he was like he's the guy that was going to pay off uh oh god who the hell is the the non-don Cheadle guy josh brolin right no it's not josh brolin danos benicio del toro
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, because he was kind of like the slimy con yeah. man. Dude, he was the, the, so the
0: non-Don Cheadle guy. Mm-hmm. Also, is that Ray Liotta's last movie before he died? No. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go.
1: No, he had one. I can't remember the name of it. He had one come out um, this past year. That was his last one. I think it was kind of like a comedy.
0: Goodfellas? Is that what you're thinking of? No. That was a very honest no for an obvious, really ridiculous <laughs> question.
1: As i pulling it up, hold on a second. Because if our, if our audience doesn't know the answer to this, they may never be able to live. Oh, yeah. He was in Cocaine Bear. Did he play the bear? He didn't. He played Sid, spelled S-Y-D. He like was Sid in, Vicious. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> he was S-I-D. Um, Fool's Paradise. Oh, that's, then, that was
0: directed by Charlie Day.
1: Yes. That was it. That was the comedy movie I was thinking of. And then whatever the fuck Dangerous Waters is.
0: It's uh, you... the follow up to Deep Blue Sea. That Remember one I, when that me... I got the other movie. Right.
1: Uh, have you seen Deep Blue Sea? Yeah. Obviously. it's like the peak moment in that movie when Samuel Jackson's given like the speech to fire everybody up and then that shark just leaps out of the water and eats him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's the only reason to watch that movie is for samuel l. jackson getting killed in it
1: i think that was actually apex mountain for samuel for l. jackson's samuel career l. jackson
0: no was coolio in that movie am i remembering that correctly
1: no l cool j was L cool j there you go remember the one sh- shark eats his bird so he has the moment where he like cranks up all the gas in his kitchen then he's standing there he looks at the shark He goes hey you ate my bird. And then he throws the lighter. Why do you remember Deep Blue Sea so well? I watched that movie an unhealthy amount of times.
0: This, this is a football podcast. I know. We, we, you know, I get it. It's week 16. Week 17 now. But week 16. We have been getting so far off track to start these podcasts. Your thoughts on that, Mike? It's how I kill time to uh, eat my cookies and finish my notes. (laughs) All right. Well, for those of you who are are devotees of the the podcast feed, you notice we did not have our traditional Monday podcast this week. That's because it was Christmas. And sometimes on Christmas, you got to spend time with your family, no matter how much you don't really want to. You got to sit down with them and make them watch Heat Sixers because you have $110 on Heat minus two and a half. Why 110? Why not? What do you mean? That's oh. weird. Just do 100. Only, do jabronis, only jabronis are out here betting like 10, 15 bucks, Mike. No, I was saying. But anyway, shout outs Shout outs to Hame Hawkins Jr. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm really here to say. Drop 31. Drop 31 on an embeedless 76ers. This isn't the Baskey podcast. So, since we didn't have our Monday podcast, we decided we're going to recap week 16 in style. Set a clock, two minutes. You get to cover a take for two minutes. At the end of two minutes, you're cut off, and the other person can talk, or we move on to the next take. Sound like a plan? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I prepared for this differently.
0: You prepared for this differently?
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be like two whole minutes, and we had to go fast.
0: Oh, and the other person could just dominate it and seem smart. Or I guess I should say, I can just take up the entire two minutes and seem smart. That's true. You probably would do that. Yeah, that is exactly what I would do. And it's what I plan to do anyways. You want to start off with your take here, Mike, or you want to... You want to hear mine first? You can go. All right. Starting the clock. The Rams are the second best sixth seed of all time. They're only behind the 2010 backers. I usually pause and wait for your response to things or a facial cue, but two minutes is a short amount of time. <laughs> this team is built so well through the draft now, which is something the Rams completely punted during their, like, Super Bowl window. They just traded away draft picks every year to get players in the building. But now, on their defense, they have Kobe Turner, Quentin Lake, Ernest Jones, and Jordan Fuller, who are like their top five, four or five defensive players that they drafted in the last three or four years. Like Kobe Turner, third-round pick from this year. Quentin Lake, sixth-round draft pick from 2022. Ernest Jones, third-round pick from 2021. Jordan Fuller, sixth-round pick from 2020. On top of that, Stafford is having like another one of those Stafford seasons where he's eighth in passing yards despite playing one less game than everyone else ahead of him and many of the people behind him. The team's 9-5-1 against the spread, and after their bye, they've been 5-1 with their only loss coming in overtime to the Ravens in that game where Lamar Jackson punted the ball out of the back of the end zone. Not relevant to the Rams' conversation, but I just like bringing up that Lamar Jackson had the heads-up play to punt the ball out of the back of the end zone. Since their bye, they're 4th in offensive EPA per play and 7th in defensive success rate. And outside... Of Stafford right now. This team is like entirely built through the draft. They're
1: a dangerous team. I, I said like earlier in the season that newsflash Guys Rams are a good team. They may not make the playoffs. I kind of discounted them, but whoops. My bad. <laughs> All right, Mike, you ready to give me your first take? Yeah, it's like my takes are way shorter than yours. I All thought right. how we were doing this, but yeah, uh, Josh Allen should be MVP. Miss me with your Lamar stuff. Don't get me wrong, Lamar is a great front runner, but. Allen has 40 total touchdowns, most by all QBs in the league. His 18 turnovers total is now not, like, notable. It'll be higher. It's actually not even in the lead anymore. Trevor Lawrence and Sam Howell both have 19, so we can all settle down with, like, this, whoa, I did turnovers. He turns the ball over. All right. Uh, He's still top four in EPA, no matter which way you slice it. Composite, adjusted, composite plus adjusted, whatever you want to do. He comes up top four
0: every way. Can Can I interrupt you? Yeah it's not composite it's completion percentage over (laughs) expected did i say composite
1: you always say composite do i oh my god i think i see the abbreviation i think composite um also he only has 20 sacks which is way lower than i don't have the number back up in front of me but it's like notably lower than the next best best number because he's so good at avoiding pressure and getting out there i don't understand why there's not I've seen some people be like, oh, watch out. Josh is like the last sneaky person who could steal from Lamar. But I don't think he's getting enough love. If he – Patriots, we should be able to throw out. But if he dominates the Dolphins and we win the division, I'm going to be hard on that train, Josh Allen for MVP.
0: Yeah, that's what I would say is that for Josh Allen to win the award, they need to win the division. Which means that Miami has to lose both of their next two games. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's right, because they actually beat the Cowboys. I'm sorry fuckers you did watch football last week right i I did (laughs) okay yeah i i like the josh allen argument it's it's one of those like what what does mvp mean kind of things where josh allen is probably the player that has been most valuable to his team this year but his team hasn't been one of the best teams in the league and for some reason that seems to be requisite on winning mvp even though whatever quarterback wins aren't a quarterback stat Mm -hmm. that's two minutes Damn, I had another point, but to it. Wow, that is so loud in my ears. All right, two minutes on the clock. Special thanks to Greg Zerloin and Chad Ryland. Commanders go into a 20-0 hole and are down 27-7 at half. Second half, Sam Howell throws an interception. Prasette gets tapped to play as Hal rides the pine. Prasette goes on to have three straight touchdown drives to go up 28-27. to Trevor Simeon goes down the field, leaves five seconds on the clock. Greg, the leg, boots it through for a Jets win. Follow that up with the night game where the Patriots are down 7-3 to three to the Broncos at half. Oh my God, that game was... I had I had to figure out how to watch NFL Network to watch this game. And I wish I had just spent that time, like, practicing piano. Like, learning a skill I had never done before. Because I spent legitimate time figuring out how to watch this game. The Pats score... The next three scores after going uh, going down 7-3 to start the game, including a kickoff, fumble, touchdown recovery thing. The Broncos get two touchdowns and convert two two-point conversions to tie it up 23-23. And then Bailey Zappi, another game-winning march down the field for him, gets Chad Ryland in field goal range. Chad Ryland, rookie kicker, been fucking terrible. Boots it through for the win. Commander's moving to third place in the draft coming for number two with Arizona next even though it looks like they're benching Kyler Murray
1: yeah I, I don't know why Jacoby Brissett looked at Sam Howell it was like don't worry bud I'm gonna save your job I'm gonna knock them out of the draft order <laughs> I got you and then I also don't know why the Patriots are winning but it looks like speaking of saving and ending people's jobs they've officially ended Russell Wilson's in Denver we'll get to that yeah
0: 12 seconds left Mike so if you want to take two minutes and 12 seconds on your left take or your next take feel free
1: Two minutes, 12 seconds. Yeah, sure. Uh, My next take was, hey, what do um, Brock Purdy's draft position and his MVP chances are now? What what do they have in common? What's that? They're both irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brock Purdy came out and had by far his worst game of the season, throwing four interceptions. Eventually, they just were like, all right, get out of there. What's the point anymore? Um, And... Sam Darnold came in which by the way I was I couldn't be the only person who was hoping for some sort of miraculous Sam Darnold leading a comeback (laughs) it would have been amazing uh the uh, Baltimore was should not have been as much of dogs as they were they were severely disrespected meanwhile Kyle Hamilton came out 93.1 coverage grade obviously he got two picks but it's heavily weighted in that number uh Patrick Quinn had a great game I'm not even I don't know why I'm going through players everybody in the Baltimore defense had a great game and the Niners skill position players could not overcome how good this defense is
0: I personally have greatly enjoyed the Ravens strategy of hey Zay Flowers is a good receiver Mm -hmm. what if we just start throwing it to him every pass it was great they had a they had a, a drive in the second quarter where they went like Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, Gus Edwards, Zay Flowers, and then threw one pass to Rashad Bateman, who promptly dropped it, like hit him in the hand squarely, and he just immediately dropped the ball.
1: Yeah, it looks – I don't know what this tells us about Brock – I almost had time. I don't know what this tells us about Brock Purdy, but I've flipped now. I'm definitely on the anti-Brock Purdy bandwagon.
0: It's one game. Come on. Let's all calm oh. down a little bit. Yeah,
1: I was on the bandwagon earlier in
0: the season, and then he got me to flip off of it, jump off of it, but now I'm back on it. Purdy sucks. <laughs> so the bandwagon is the Purdy sucks bandwagon, not the Brock Purdy is good bandwagon. We all York know
1: City. that Purdy's success is just all of Trent. It's all Trent Williams. We <laughs> all know
0: this. Time to admit it. All right. That's your, uh, that's your two minutes there. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. That's my time. Alright, let's 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 pump the brakes on the Taylor Heineke discourse, alright? I'm starting to see people saying Taylor Heineke should be the starter going into next season. I get it. It's sports. We all have short term memory loss in sports. But can we not do this again? We did this with Taylor Heineke in the Ryan Fitzpatrick season, and then the season after that. And it's like he's not that good, people. I get it. We all want, like, the the little dude who was drafted late out of, I don't know, schools that people don't care about, like ODU. We all want them to, like, succeed. But Heineke kind of sucks. Yeah, 29-10 win for Atlanta. But that wasn't Taylor Heineke. That was all the defense and Youngwin Koo, who was responsible for 17 of Atlanta's 29 points. All Taylor Heineke did is he didn't actively tank the team, which is something you can't say about Desmond Ritter most weeks.
1: Uh, yeah, but I will say thank you to Heineke because I needed the Texans to lose just to kind of like clear out some of the crowded aspects of the AFC wild card. So I appreciate that. Also, I do appreciate Bailey Zappi knocking the the Broncos out of that situation as well.
0: Big thanks, big thanks. Hey, the Broncos still have a one point eight percent chance of making the playoffs. How dare you say they're out?
1: <laughs> Who's their backup? Jared Stidham. No, Jared Stidham,
0: I, who people are like, great, now they're finally going to give Jared Stidham a chance. Jared a Stidham, is, he's 27 years old. What do you think they're going to discover with Jared Stidham? I drafted him in Dynasty. Why?
1: Because <laughs> I was like just waiting for Russ to get pulled. The Stidham kid had a great preseason, young and ripe at the age of 26. And the Here great news
0: is he's going to be able to start for you just in time for the entire season to be over. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the two minutes, even though my take was about Taylor Heineke and we need to talk about Jared Stidham. Sorry. And, Mike, you got another
1: take? First of all, you said to forget we all need to stop with Taylor Heineke, so I did that. I stopped. (laughs) Yeah, my next take is very similar to yours. Can we stop with, like, the whole Joe Flacco thing? (laughs) I was like, yeah, Joe Flacco, he's 45. He was, you know, he was sitting at home. He's come back, this guy. He's thrown seven interceptions in four games. Are we going to ignore that? (laughs) <laughs> Are we just we're just gonna ignore that? I guess and and completely, because he's thrown for like a lot of yardage on a, on a shitload of attempts, and does have ten touchdowns. Like I think we all need to sell it down. I'm gonna pump the brakes on this Flacco thing.
0: Not only that, it now came up this week where he was like, "Listen, I know the Jets want me back. Nothing gets the Jets. I just feel good here, dude." You're 38 years old, and you weren't even a particularly good quarterback before that. You should ride this wave to whatever fucking team's going to pay you next year. You know it's not going to be Cleveland. They got Deshaun coming back, so they're locked into that regardless of what they do. If you come back, and the Falcons are like, hey, we want you as our third-string quarterback. Here's a million and a half dollars for the season. It should be 100% yes. You're not... Nearly as good as you're getting pressed for right now. And if you could somehow ride this wave to the end of the season and parlay that into a new job, take it. it. Did he say, I know the Jets want me back? Yeah, he said that the Jets reached out to him at one point. Oh, okay. He said that they, they reached out to him,
1: I thought he went as brazen to be like, Yeah, the Jets want me bad. What can I say? I'm a hot commodity right now.
0: <laughs> he Yeah, he's calling himself the younger version of Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> With two good Achilles.
0: Yeah. But you're right. Like, you, you watch these Brown games and he's throwing, you, you know, like it's, it's a terrible week to have this. Cause Mark Cooper just had 260 yards, but he's, he's slinging the ball around, but every interception he throws is the worst pass you see in a week. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. It's Mark Cooper. But if we're going to like, if you're going to knock Purdy and Tua for their skill guys, then isn't it alarming
0: when one receiver has 260 fucking yards. <laughs> all right that's your that's your two minutes there mike the 49ers should still be a super bowl favorite probably should have brought this up after your purdy take now that i'm thinking about it but Mm. they lost to the ravens 33 19 in a game where brock purdy throws four picks and sam darnold throws one (laughs) so quick aside first off lamar i just need lamar not to lose the mvp at this point i don't have any lamar bets or anything But the MVP race has gotten, like, a little embarrassing with the different people who have led it now, where, like, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and Tyree Kill are all trying to win this fucking award. I just need Lamar Jackson to, like, win the last game, clinch the division, and go quietly into the playoffs and win the MVP. Just don't don't give it up to fucking Christian McCaffrey at this point. But back to the Niners. The Niners are the best top-to-bottom team in the league still. The Ravens have a great defense and a pretty good offense, but they have some weaknesses on offensive line and receiving group. Whereas the Niners have like a transcendent offense, ridiculous position or skill position players. They're making a seventh round player. The last pick in the draft work at quarterback and their defense, which has been underperforming recently, but is still like pretty fucking stacked with high end talent. I'm not saying the 49ers are definitely going to win the Super Bowl, but they should definitely still be the favorite.
1: Not even behind the Ravens.
0: Yeah, not even behind the Ravens because they're like wow. it's, it's one week, it's, and we we always do this where we're like the results of this one week has to tell us everything about the season. I think if the 49ers and Ravens play 100 games, the 49ers win 70 of them.
1: I think Purdy every week throws one more interception than the last.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like the Twitter thing where they make Kyle Kuzma sleeves <laughs> yeah. longer every 100 retweets. Yeah. You got any more takes, Mike? One more. All right. Two minutes on the clock. Let's
1: hear And this is in relation to Tampa Bay winning or defeating 30 to 12. Was that even lost? Yeah, 30 to 12. They defeated the fraudulent, duplicitous, phony Jacksonville Jaguars who put up a whopping 305 total yards of offense. Uh, Oops. Trevor Lawrence throws three picks this week. Was it three? No, only two. Only two this week. There was only two interceptions this week, and I know he got hurt, but he was also still in the game as they made their way to a 30-point deficit, 30-0. to zero. So I'm going to go ahead and bring the bell, say we were right all along. Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson, bunch of frauds.
0: Who would you rather have going into next season? Baker Mayfield or Joe Flacco? Ba- oh, wait, ba- Baker Mayfield. I don't know why I pause. <laughs> you think the Browns should trade for Baker Mayfield? That would be amazing come
1: it all just comes full circle
0: yeah i mean for so long this season we had the someone has to win the nfc south just reach up and take the crown and i don't know how it took tampa so long to get going but in the last like five or six weeks they've had a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense it's just been preposterous i mean mike evans is looking like mike evans under tom brady Baker Mayfield's looking like year one Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield. It's just like everyone got the best versions of themselves all at the same time. Tristan Worfs. I didn't really have a Tristan Worfs point. I just like yelling no. his name. It's a good name. Good name for an offensive lineman. Worfs. Uh,
1: and also speaking of the AFC South, three teams entered the week eight and six and they all left eight and seven. <laughs> so no one wants to win the division. They're all trying to avoid going to the playoffs. They don't want it.
0: Any chance we get Strad back?
1: This he week? got out of concussion protocol today it was the last
0: thing i saw so does he have a concussion or no
1: he got out of protocol
0: <laughs> i know i've beat this point to death but i can't believe the nfl has brainwashed us so much to where we don't ever say someone has a concussion
1: i think he got maybe it said cleared the concussion is cleared <laughs> <laughs> like, i can see
0: clearly now the concussion is gone like like when's the last time you heard someone go i hey, is he has a concussion Sorry, he's out. He's in concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. How did they do this to us? How did yeah, we fall did. for this? They Jedi mind tricked us. They fucking Jedi mind tricked us. They oh, really, geez. these are not the droids you're looking for to us. Yeah. Well, people say so-and-so left the game with a concu- after
1: suffering a concussion. And I guess you can only technically suffer a concussion in that moment. And then afterwards, it's dealing with the after effects of the concussion.
0: Well, that's like saying that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been out with a torn Achilles. He's been in Achilles tear protocol. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's science. I mean, you can't for
1: like that's three weeks sure. be like, yep, still have that concussion. Still hanging how,
0: around. How how do you not have a concussion, but you're dealing with the symptoms of a concussion, Mike? How does that work, uh, scientist? Now, a
1: concussion is something that happens. And then afterwards, it's dealing with the after effects of the concussion. Sensitivity to light. A CTE. concussion is a
0: term we give to bruising your brain.
1: Yeah. You can't bruise it multiple times, but a bruise oh, still has to
0: heal. And Yes, you can. <laughs>
1: you tricked me. I'm
0: somehow exposed by take as incorrect. <laughs> you bastard. I, I, Jen, I mind tricked you just like the NFL did. You you Roger Goodell. You fiend. <laughs> I like to think of myself more as a Gary Bettman. I, I think that's worse somehow. Yeah, it's, it's worse, but I also hate Canada. Oh, wow, conspiracy theories. Listen to the basket Pod. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. That that ran out your takes. You got any more takes? Nope. Yeah. You want to you want to try to explain concussions again? <laughs> <laughs> I might not
1: be the best authority on this. No, definitely not. Uh, go ahead uh, and just Google Chris Nowinski.
0: Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely definitely don't Google Aaron Hernandez though. Um, God. No, I don't have any more takes, but I did, there's, it's, wow, that sentence just could not get started. It was like when you pull the cord on the lawnmower and you have to do it like two or three times before you can get it going. Mm-hmm. And your first pull, it like does like two thirds of starting. That was me trying to start that sentence. <laughs> it's a weirdly big week for weird locker room news. So I just want to go through these. First off, I want to introduce a new segment to you, Mike. Mm-hmm. A segment called Benched. In the great words of coach.
1: Is this like punked? No. Oh. It's like letter benched. K. Yeah, yeah I got, got it. it.
0: So first off, and most importantly, already kind of covered this, but Russell Wilson, benched for Jared Stidham for the last two games of the season. Now, reportedly, he's expected to get cut in March. Him getting cut in March would give the broncos an 85 million dollar dead cap hit for 2024 that is so much dead cap
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was i was looking at this on uh spotrack if they release him after june 1st it would be 35 million dollars this year and 49 million dollars next year but I think, like, the reports are they're going to cut him in March to or avoid, just, like, injury guarantees or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that was the thing I saw. There was this big, like, they asked Russ to waive his – I guess technically they gave him an ultimatum, like, waive your injury guarantee or else we're going to make you in uh, inactive yeah. for the rest of the season. Or defer his that...
0: injury guarantee.
1: Oh, okay. That's how that would work out.
0: That's that's pretty significant. Russell Wilson's going to be a 36-year-old free agent that's going to be making $85 million to sit at home if he wants.
1: Man, what a rough, like, what a rough situation he has.
0: <laughs> they traded so much for him, and signed him to a massive contract, one hundred and sixty-one million dollars guaranteed at signing. And now they're just going to cut him two years later. Is this the since the Walford Group, I think is their name, came in as yeah. ownership for Denver, has this been the most mismanaged franchise in the NFL?
1: It's been pretty rough. The funny kind of like no,
0: Russ. It, Russ, not Ruff. Anyway. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty dangerous. Russ. Uh, the ironic part is he actually, like, this season played better than he did last year. Yeah. Like but they definitely... got Sean
0: Payton in the building, and Sean Payton hates. Russell Wilson? No, just he hates. <laughs> he,
1: just, he hate me? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it's a little ironic that this year they're like, oh, this is, this is a big problem. Not that, like, our defense is terrible. Like, why not just hang on to Russ while you rebuild the rest of the team? You're already paying him stupid money.
0: I don't know. Is he too good to hang around? If you want to rebuild the team, no, he's
1: gonna hang around. He's making stupid money. Is is the motivation strictly like we brought in Sean Payton? We have to win now. Well, you're gonna handicap yourself terribly for one year due to the Rust contract getting rid of him. So, all right next year, you're not gonna compete. You're probably not gonna be able to rebuild this team unless you have the greatest draft in the history of drafts. I hear Michael you... Penix Jr. wedding bells ringing. <laughs> yeah, where every single pick you make becomes a starting NFL player. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. So, you're screwed next year. So, I, I mean, I, like you said, like new new owner syndrome. We got to make big splashes. We got to get be competitive right off the bat. That's that's not happening.
0: So, I, I just pulled up the trade. Denver trades. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, a 2023 first-round pick that turns into Devon Witherspoon, 2022 first-round pick that turns into Charles Cross, a 2023 second that turns into Derek Hall, a 2022 second that turns into Boy Maffei, and a 2022 fifth-round pick, which they traded. In return, they get a fourth-round pick in 2022, and uh, Russell Wilson. So it, it's a close competition for who won that trade, Mike. Is it? no it's not at all like
1: last year it looked like the rudy gobert trade was going to be much maligned as one of the worst of all time and then minnesota came out and they're the one seed in the west (laughs) right now now. for now yeah so basically the russell wilson trade is now the worst trade we've seen when you based like when you base like performance versus what the team paid
0: oh yeah that'd be a fun off season worst worst trade of the 2020s so far there we go that's something Patent pending, copyright can't can't I steal think. it. That's ours. We we've mm-hmm. copyrighted it. Copyright Town Alone Incorporated, twelve twenty eight twenty twenty three. That's official. You can't fuck with official. We got a fucking record of it, and that means I'm coming for Bill Simmons when he inevitably tries to steal this idea. Like they stole Robo Ron from me. I know. Now everybody says it. That was that was our thing first. I don't know how Dude. we did make money on that. Should we just start referring to our website as the originator of Robot Ron? That could be the tagline. Yeah. Alan the originator of Robot
1: Ron. Yeah. Almost rhymes. It's a slant rhyme. As Who I are said. You?
0: Breaking up poetry terms. His his Stanza. riverboat, not
1: his riverboat. His, his riverboat. His, <laughs> his, damn it. His rowboat was crowded this weekend. He had to make room for McCarthy
0: and, surprisingly, Kyle Shanahan. Like, he was like, Kyle, what are you doing here? <laughs> I, I I think that when Kyle Shannon climbed on the boat, Ron Rivera went, are you a college coach? I've never seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy and him, old friends, go way back. Oh, yeah. Big time rowboat, guys. Continuing our bench segment. Some even bigger news than Russell Wilson. Nick Mullins benched for Jaron Hall. Where's Josh Jobs? Uh, I believe he's sitting in the unemployment line one or two feet ahead of Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. How many quarterbacks are the Vikings going to bench by the end of the year? What team has benched the most quarterbacks this year?
1: It's a a tough run because, like, the Jets have been (laughs) burning through them as well.
0: The Jets are a good call because the the Jets... (laughs) The Jets benched Zach Wilson for Tim Boyle, who they benched for Zach Wilson and then cut Tim Boyle, who they then benched for Trevor Simeon, yeah it browns be- Browns are in there yeah. Browns have benched Dorian Thompson Robinson and uh p j Walker-hmm so it seems like we need to find a team that's benched three quarterbacks. That would be the easy winner.
1: I mean, we just got to wait for Simeon to get benched.
0: Go back to Zach Wilson. (laughs) Next up, we got Tommy DeVito benched for Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) I like how you and I both hate Tommy DeVito, both of them for different reasons. Neither one of them football related. Oh, I'm on the bench here. (laughs) Do you think he makes his own bench or does his mom come make his bench for him? His mom has to make his bench for him. He mm-hmm. runs out. She's like,
1: "Hold on, Tommy." She puts a little blanket down, opens a juice box. <laughs> yeah. Does well, she I mean, lays up bench- his cleats?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Sam Howell benched for Jacoby Brissett, which goes to show the Commanders are trying to win games. They got to get they got to get Robo Ron out of the building before he starts making decisions to try to win games, man.
1: I saw something on Twitter today that said Sam Howe has been sacked 60 times this year.
0: Yeah. That can't be right. No, that's right. He gets sacked constantly. (laughs) 60 times? Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the first few weeks, it was like seven a game. Yeah. He doesn't make it. Like, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a top 10 quarterback in the league, right? He's like in the Gardner Minshew realm of one of the better backups, one of the worst starters, right? But it was just a crazy flip that when Brissett comes in, when the ball is snapped and the quarterback has a three-step drop, on the third step, he plants and throws the ball. Sam Howell will have a three-step drop. On his third step, he'll pat the baby, do like a U-turn, check his email, take a few steps to the left, tuck in the left tackle's jersey back to his pants check his email again go over to the right and then get sacked
1: you guys, you guys get a lot of uh, illegal man downfield
0: no because we don't run anything like that like we uh. don't run rpos or anything and also <laughs> so, the offensive all by by the five second mark of sam Hal running around the entire offensive line so exhausted they're just sitting on the ground yeah sam Hal takes longer to throw the ball than dmv lines
1: Right through your stand-up there.
0: yeah <laughs> i'm just workshopping i'm getting all my sam Hal jokes out there <laughs> seeing which one sticks well,
1: it was one year of Sam Howell. It was a hell of a year. A howl of a year? A of a year.
0: It, here's the thing. If we don't get one of the top two picks or trade up for one of the top two picks or draft a quarterback that we expect to be the starter next year, trade Brissette, let Sam Howell cook for another year, man. What's the worst case scenario?
1: I mean, you're drafting in the top ten again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the team's offensive line is terrible. We traded away our top two pass rushers our first round draft pick from last year appears to be a bust our first round draft pick from two years ago was overdrafted our first round draft pick from three years ago was overdrafted got a new owner in the building like there's things to repair on this team if Sam Howell's going to be the one to lose for us then let him lose bet you can probably somehow trade terry to uh denver for a good return terry for russ straight up who says no I think you should yeah you're right we can sign russ off the street in march
1: for a vet minimum
0: hey he's getting 85 million dollars from the broncos anyways what the fuck does he care if we don't pay him that much he's just gonna find a team that
1: plays the broncos at least once next season he's like i'll play for free i only have to start one game
0: think about how many fucking bibles and sheets with holes cut in them so he can't see his wife during sex he could buy with 85 million dollars Yeah, that was his tweet. He was like, God has a plan. Yeah. (laughs) Plan's not working, bud. You ever notice that? People who say God has a plan are like, God has a plan for me to be rich and successful. It's never God has a plan for me to be homeless and unemployed. If God's got a plan, then maybe that's your plan, Russ. God's plan is for you to live in a studio apartment, Russ. But that's how not to go down (laughs) a...
1: A religious talk, but I mean, that's kind of how Christianity works. Whenever something good happens to them, they're like, oh, praise be to God. No, whenever something bad happens, they're like, he's trying to show me something. He has a plan. (laughs) It's a test.
0: What if Russell Wilson just takes all this money, goes back to Wisconsin? Oh,
1: that was a question? Yeah. Oh, sorry. To do what, coach?
0: I don't know. Coach? Quarterback? He still kind of looks like he's a college kid. Eh. I could see it.
1: Eh. Maybe he goes all the way home to, to work for uh, NC State.
0: I didn't, I didn't know where Russ's home was, so I appreciate you filling in the gaps there for me. I
1: don't know where his home actually is. I just know he started his college career at NC State. All transfer portal guy? No, it was way before the transfer portal.
0: He transferred, though.
1: He did transfer, but he didn't go through the portal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he had to just drive like a normal person? He did. He can just he can just quickly warp to his next college. I like that bum ass Jalen Hurts, was he transfer portal or did he just transfer? Also,
1: I'm pretty sure he was a graduate transfer. Really, but I have to, to double check that.
0: You can't win a Heisman as a graduate transfer.
1: Well, technically, if you're a graduate transfer, you still use the portal. It just means that, like, you could like there's a bunch of players who have like now transferred twice. Because they used their one free transfer, and then they're now doing a graduate transfer. (laughs) It's like, at some point, it
0: might not be the school, But I am so thankful that we're getting to the end of the COVID-era college quarterbacks. That's ridiculous. I am tired of getting excited about a guy coming in the NFL to only learn that he's 31. Like, I don't draft that guy. He's going to
1: play for four years. There's some quarterbacks this season where they entered the portal, and I was like, there's no way they have eligibility. Like, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas... Entered the portal, and I'm pretty sure he's been there for like 10, 10 years now. Like, it's been a decade of KJ
0: Jefferson. It's not like he's gonna have an NFL career, right? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, stretch it out. KJ Jefferson out of Arkansas. That's why Dylan Gabriel,
1: like the Quebec, Quebec, the quarterback from <laughs> Oklahoma, instead of going to the, like, the NFL because his prospects weren't great, he was like, now let's transfer to Oregon.
0: How can you be a graduate transfer? Do you have to take, like, grad school classes? Like, do you have to get a master's in something to do that? No, you just have to graduate. But if you graduate, how the fuck are you still able to play college football? Because you have a certain amount of years of eligibility. So where, do, you, do you live on campus? Do you have to go find your own fucking apartment? What do you do during the week now? I think you would have to still technically be a ro- enrolled in the school, though. But if you graduated, what are you enrolled doing? Are you getting grad school credit? Like, can you only transfer to know. places that will offer grad school in your degree field? I have to look at look into this more. Maybe you just take one class to get,
1: like, CPR certified.
0: <laughs> I would just love it if all these grad school transfers had, like, half of their distance to, like, their doctoral dissertation. Because that was the only way that they could play college football anymore. Anyways, Mike, I had another, another segment for you this week. Oh, what was that? we we'll want to talk about the weird story of Jair Alexander. Oh, uh, man, I'm uninformed on this. Uh, uninformed, are you? It's almost like every podcast segment we do. Fuck um. you. <laughs> <laughs> so Green Bay beat the shit out of Carolina last week, by which I mean they won by three points. <laughs> and the game starts off in a super weird fashion, but we don't know about this until the game's over. Where Green Bay comes out with their three captains plus Jair Alexander, who is from Carolina while they play in Carolina. Green Bay wins the the coin flip and Jair Alexander says they want to start on defense. Which is notably different than saying we want to defer because it can be interpreted to mean that they want to kick, which means Carolina could have chosen to receive the ball to start the game and also receive the ball after half. So after Jair Alexander says they want to start on defense, the ref asks him for clarification because every week, apparently, Matt LaFleur, before the game, goes and tells the refs what they want their decision to be if they win the coin toss. Which then raises a secondary question. If Matt LaFleur is already telling them what he wants the decision to be, why even send out captains? Just do the coin flip, and if they win, just go with whatever fucking Matt LaFleur told you before the game. But I digress. So Jair Alexander says they want to be on defense. He clarifies that they want to defer to the second half Carolina chooses to receive the ball. Game goes on. After the game, we find out about this, and it's announced a few days later that Jair Alexander is being suspended for Green Bay's next game. Now, this is in the midst of Jair Alexander, who's one of the best young corners in the league, missed week three and four with a back injury, then decided to play week five because he wanted to play against Devontae Adams, then missed week seven again against the Denver Broncos, Then in week nine, suffers a shoulder injury, diving... I said that like I was Sylvester the Cat. (laughs) Then suffers a shoulder injury after diving to break up a pass and misses six weeks, including not traveling with the team for a couple of weeks, despite having traveled with them for previous weeks. So he returns last week and comes out and does this coin toss. In his press conference, when they were talking to him afterwards... He also was kind of weird about this. Like, apparently, no one knew that he was going to be out there. Like, the coach didn't know he was going to be out there. No one told him to go out there. He just decided to go out there because he's from Charlotte. And in his post game press conference, like they were, in, it wasn't even the press conference. They're interviewing in the locker room. And when asked about it, he said, "It's only suiting. I don't think coach knew I was from Charlotte." <laughs> so then, after the suspension is announced, when Matt Lafleur is doing his press conference. He's asked about this, and all he says is, quote, it's never for one thing. Implying that there is multiple things going on that have caused Jair Alexander to get suspended.
1: Suspended by the team, just to clarify.
0: Suspended by the team, just to clarify. So this is the really weird story of Jair Alexander, and I kind of don't know what to make for it. He's not going to play next week, but he still has three years left on his his contract his second contract if they were to cut him this offseason it would still be like 30 million in dead cap and he's also really fucking good when he plays so i don't i don't know what the fallout's going to be here do they trade him is he going to be fine and we're just going to forget this ever happened it's just a super weird story man
1: my takeaway is that the bills traded for the right packer corner (laughs)
0: Rasul Douglas would never go out when he wasn't a captain.
1: I like the idea that Jair. The way he said it made it sound like he was, like, you know, helping Matt Lafleur out. He's like, ah, oh, you know, he forgot I was from Charlotte, so I told- I went and went out there, you know, instead of no, so it's all good. They should have had someone from their security team run out there and tackle him.
0: You see, you see, Big Dom is suspended, like he's barred from NFL sidelines by the NFL. Oh no. <laughs> I think that yeah. I think we had the right take on Big Dom. we will talk about Jair Alexander more in this event, but like right after that podcast, we were like, "What the fuck is this guy even doing here?" And we were right. What yeah. the fuck was that guy even doing there? But anyways, Jair Alexander, your thoughts?
1: <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I I also realized why I missed this story now because it dealt with the Packers in a game that happened at Carol against Carolina. So. But shout Carolina's out Bryce like Young, your
0: second favorite team in the league.
1: I, know, I was so happy to, for once check Bryce young's box score and be like all right that looks acceptable
0: <laughs> decent hold on I'm uh I'm checking uh, a Bryce young stat here give me one second
1: definitely his career high in yardage now I also I don't think he's been terrible interception wise this season but that's probably because he's been like scared to throw the ball on
0: uh I was trying to uh, I was trying to help you out here by looking at only weeks 14 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. to see if we could finally get Bryce Young up uh, to a respectable number. Um, yeah. He's still 23rd ranked by EPA per play. Hey, that's, that is an improvement, though. <laughs> You're right, because he's not dead last in the league. <laughs> he's not dead last anymore. Also, I was laughing because DJ
1: Chark had a couple touchdowns. And I just remember, like, prior to the season, as we were arguing about Bryce Young and the Panthers, you were like, who's he throwing the ball to? He was like, Adam Thielen? I was like, he also has, like, I paused to look at the depth chart. I was like, DJ Chark? <laughs>
0: I just want to point out Easton stick does still have a worse EPA (laughs) per play than Bryce young. (laughs) Yeah. So he's beaten someone. At least Bryce young can big dick Easton stick. He has better, better EPA per play than Tommy DeVito. Also. You got any, uh, any other news roundup items we need to hit there, Mike, anything else you could think of anything we need to be talking about?
1: Oh yeah. Mason Rudolph played a football game and no one, tried to smack
0: him in the head with the helmet so that was good so he didn't say any racial slurs this time yeah he avoided the racial slurs uh julius peppers hall of fame finalist
1: hey Devin hester hall of fame finalist let's go let's get him in there
0: yeah antonio gates it's a good year for the hall of fame only because we're finally in the era of hall of fame where it was like people i was actually watching yeah so it's it's people i care about a lot even though i'm
1: like all pro hester in the hall of fame even though he's basically going to get in there doing something that really by the numbers you shouldn't do (laughs) Yeah. in returning kicks. But
0: I digress. My mom was complaining about that all Christmas weekend. We were watching football and every time someone returned a punt, she's like, I don't get why people do this. (laughs) No, especially on punts, even on kicks too. Like there's no point like your job, especially now with the kick where it's, if you kneel it anywhere behind the 25, you get it at the 25. And yet people (laughs) will still run the ball out to like the 23 and get tackled. Yeah. It's just like,
1: Risk versus reward. The chances of getting the touchdown are so slim. It's a much more likely chance that you don't get the ball back to the 25. Or, like on punts a lot of time, you end up fumbling.
0: Like a turkey. Does, Reg- Does Reggie Wayne have any kids? I just kind of want to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Reggie Wayne Jr. on the same team. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Then get Peyton Man, get Arch Manning on that team? <laughs> yeah. That's- Dwight Freeney Jr.?
1: Uh, Tony Dungy comes out of retirement. No, kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's kid. Oh yeah, it's right.
0: It's going the kid. Anyways, um, I guess we should probably start talking about some week seventeen then, right? Yeah, probably. Rob. So start of the season, we made oh. the painful decision, like taking a loved one off life support, to follow the Atlanta Falcons for the twenty twenty three twenty twenty four NFL season. Thankfully, it's looking more and more each week like the Falcons are going to be eliminated from playoff contention and we can either pick a new team for the playoffs or just, you know, not do that again. Mm -hmm. This week, they're at the Bears. Line sitting at minus three over under of 38. Still Heineke starting job. Fields is playing for his job. Arthur Smith playing for his job. This week, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, came out and called it a complex decision. Which I mean like, sure, but at its core, Mr. Blank... It's a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. Do you fire the guy or not? I fire him. There you go. <laughs> Since trading for Montez Sweat, the Bears are second in defensive EPA per play. And neither team has a real strong reason to win or lose. I guess the Falcons are like still technically in the race for that NFC South title. But that looks like the Bucks are going to win it at this point, right? Yeah, the only reason they'd win that... I, I... The only
1: good thing that could, for the team, and I guess whether well, this is a good thing could be debatable, but if they make the playoffs, that will probably save Arthur Smith's job. So if you're an Arthur Smith guy,
0: you want them to make the playoffs. Tampa Bay clinches the division with a win or with a tie and an Atlanta Falcons loss. That's kind of the scenario I'm hoping for, to be honest with you. That'd be pretty fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily see the Falcons grabbing one of those last two wild card spots because they're bad. And there are other teams in the NFC that are good. And you know, the NFC East is a foregone conclusion on who's going to, who's going to end up in there.
1: Yeah. Real quick. I feel like for the bears, I mean, they They already know we're getting one. I mean, unless the, I mean, there is a way they could get it, but like two or three, but still they're getting a great pick. So, Why not try to get some positive momentum? Because momentum
0: doesn't exist? Is that why? All
1: right, why not to get some positive vibes going in the building that we're not a bunch of losers?
0: I don't believe in momentum, but I would totally believe in vibes. (laughs) You can't (laughs) deny these vibes any longer, Adam. You will come around eventually. Do you think this game will have any bearing on if Fields is kept or traded, or do you think that, that is a foregone conclusion at this point?
1: I don't know. The the Fields thing is like a pendulum week to week. We'll play a good game and you'll be like, oh Fields might might save his job. We'll play a bad way like, ah now nah, he's losing his job. This week, one seventy plus ninety seven on the ground, two touchdowns. You're like, oh maybe Fields might like, keep the job. And then this week we'll come out and throw three interceptions to like Jesse Bates and be like, ah Fields <laughs> loses the job. <laughs> so right now
0: in the, what's up sorry khalil herbert just popped off yeah <laughs> that was, was kind of wild right i think that I, I can't remember if it was here or somewhere else but right after i talked shit about him last week was that here i don't think so we don't talk about of khalil herbert on the podcast <laughs> what about our weekly khalil herbert segment what are you talking about
1: for that oh yeah sherbert with herbert we sit down with <laughs> khalil herbert and eat sherbert
0: Sometimes it's Justin Herbert, but it's whoever Herbert we can get our hands on, really. Ooh, two Herberts and Sherbert. <laughs> Look at them both. Two Herberts, one Sherbert. Copyright. Town Copy. alone. Twelve twenty eight, twenty twenty three. 2023 Now you can't steal it. Two Herberts, one Sherbert. That's ours. Yes. <laughs> now, if Justin Herbert and Khalil Herbert ever try to do a podcast together, they're fucking sued. This Suing you. Weird. Suing you back to the Stone Age. We're going to cyber squat your ass on that trademark. <laughs> so, if it's foregone conclusion here... Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, Lions, and we'll say Bucks if they they win this week, clinch the division. They're on a four game win streak. Say it's a foregone conclusion. The Bucks end up winning that division. They only have a game and a half on the Falcons right now. But we'll we'll say that they win that. Who are the other two NFC playoff teams? Do you already say the Rams? No. Rams have not clinched the division. Rams and Seahawks are both currently sitting. At 8-7, and seven, they're both on a two-game win streak. They have identical home records. Yeah, I like... I'm going to say Rams. and Yeah, probably Seattle. I
1: don't think much is going to change here. Like, I don't... I, Jaron yeah, Hall takes the yeah. Vikings to the playoffs. I don't see that storyline. Jordan Love? Maybe. Yeah. They, they're going like, to need some help. They need some help. Yeah, that, that's the tough part about that. Also... I blanked on my point, but I'm sure it was an astoundingly good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be one of your best points ever.
1: Probably was. That was, that <laughs> was
0: good. what was going to save the company.
1: It probably was. Who they play? Oh, like the Rams of the Giants this week.
0: Terod like, Taylor. Like, Coming to down.
1: Okay, whether it's Terod or Tommy DeVito, they're going to leave this game seeing ghosts for the rest of their career. <laughs> and that ghost is going to be Aaron Donald.
0: <laughs> Wait, I have notes. What about What about Kobe Turner? There you go. Who? <laughs> How dare you? You need to watch more Rams State, this fucking guy.
1: Do <laughs> you think – I mean, I don't know. I'm a little worried about the Seahawks because they went back to Gino over or Drew Lott after the big dub,
0: but – It's bad momentum, you know?
1: The Rams are just so, like – They're – all of a sudden, you think about, like, top-tier like skill position groups in the NFC, and you're like, Rams? I think they're top five. Yeah. It's unreal, but they have Sean McVay, so it does also track.
0: I mean, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are like one of the best one-two receiver duos in the league right now. Yeah. Like, who would you rather have? Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua or prime Jerry Rice and Marvin Harrison? Who would you rather have?
1: I'm going to say settle down. (laughs) Just a little bit.
0: The only thing I feel
1: like the Rams need is if they could get like a higher tier tight end. They'd be unstoppable.
0: How dare you put down Higby Tyler guy. Higby?
1: <laughs> Higby to me is prenally That's yearly, right? Yeah. is perennially one of those tight ends we're going into every year. Like for like fantasy. They're like, oh, it's going to be Higby. He's in a situation.
0: He could pop off this year. And he never does. How dare you talk about fantasy in this house? We are a grind the tape podcast. And that's all we believe in.
1: I grinded the tape. I'll uh, still pass I'll- on Higby.
0: On the season, Higby has a 66.7 pass-blocking grade. Did you see, um,
1: shit, who was, Sunday, who was Sunday Night Football? Rams 49ers. I'm thinking of a different game.
0: You thinking of Monday Night Football? I'm
1: thinking is of the it, Chargers game. It, when it, was that? Games.
0: Thursday? When was the Chargers game? It
1: was Thursday. And,
0: the, We're, by the way, this is the Falcons segment.
1: Sorry, never mind. Then move on.
0: No, no. Well, I mean, you can't start it. And then who was just get
1: you know, it No, it was a game that Collinsworth was calling for the Chargers. Was he calling Thursday's night's game?
0: Um, I think he called their game last week.
1: That's probably what I'm thinking of. I just remember him pointing out like that Justin Herbert had like the best plat- pass blocking grade on the team, and he was like, "Now you see, you start out with a 60." And if you just don't do anything, you stay at a sixty. And I was like, "Whoa, Collinsworth pulling out the PFF grades? What is happening
0: here?" You know, he <laughs> he has like a bunch of money tied up in PFF. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah, okay. PFF and NextGen stats. He has he has like a ton of money in both of those companies.
1: Collinsworth is in on the analytics, my guy.
0: That's what they call him, Colin Analytics Worth. I forgot his first name. I thought his first name was Colin when I started talking. This guy well, this is gonna, EPA. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> all right, Mike. So what we do every Thursday is we, after previewing the Chris Collinsworth takes from a game that the Falcons are not involved in, we throw out a same game parlay. Uh, I believe this year we're both batting a thousand on those. I don't think we've missed a single bet all year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm rich now. Yeah. We're going to buy Chris Collinsworth.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just talking to my Butler before we started recording.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll kick this one off here. <clears throat> I went to DraftKings for this this week because FanDuel was being a bummer. So, once again, I get it. They they hit the over last week. Don't be fooled. Continue to bet the under in Atlanta Falcons games. So, I bet under 38. I bet the Atlanta Falcons total under 20 and a half. field goals over one and a half. And the Chicago Bears money line. And that brought me to plus 600. Now it's your turn to talk. I
1: was going to see how long I could hold that pause. <laughs> For the bit. So you had Youngwin Koo over on field goals, the under. What was your third leg,
0: sir? uh my four legs under 38, Falcons under 20 and a half, Koo over one and a half field goals, and Chicago Bears money line. Okay.
1: I probably didn't didn't compute that it was four because my four leg parlays are always a little more riskier than yours. So I was like, how are you only plus 600 on a four leg or what are you even doing
0: here? Because I don't do anytime touchdown scores and I also don't bet Drake London props.
1: Speaking of which, I got two anytime-tuddy scores in my farley. I think Fields is getting in the end zone. I think Bijan is getting into the end zone. I was so torn. I bounced back and forth between Bears and Falcons money line. But I'm going with the universe where you continually have to hear people talk about Taylor Heineke <laughs> <laughs> until your dying days. So I went Falcons money line. And uh, I'm going to say not so fast, my friend. I'm going to say this is like a 23-20 game. The overheads. Plus fifteen
0: fifty seven. Damn, plus fifteen fifty seven. That means if you put yeah. down one dollar, you win fifteen thousand no. dollars.
1: No, no, it doesn't.
0: Swans I mean. <laughs> your bet to seem even more extreme. I <laughs> yeah. guess. Yeah. Who did you end up going with? You went up Atlanta money line. I went
1: I ended up going to a, man, a banana a Atlanta money line. <laughs>
0: Mike's drunk on the podcast. I don't know why.
1: I just think like fields can't string together two good games in a row.
0: Like he probably. Like, oh, but Taylor Heineke show. definitely will be able to. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. This is a shit show. It really is. It really is a shit show. You got any more thoughts on this game, Mike?
1: No, I, mean, I, guess, I guess the Falcons are still playing for something. So.
0: Yeah. Unless uh, Tampa Bay wins, in which case the Falcons are playing for nothing. All right, Mike, the final thing we do every Thursday is we preview the week to come. By picking out some particular games, deep diving them, watching all the tape for the entire year, and coming with deep, nuanced opinions on how this game will go. So I'll start us off here with my game of the week, which is the Dolphins at the Ravens on Sunday afternoon football. Ravens currently sitting number two in EPA per play on defense, fourth-ranked and seventh-ranked offenses by PFF. Miami. Miami. Just got over one tough defensive test and has another one to go through. And then has to follow that up with the Bills game in week 18. And they just need to win one of those to seal the division. But it is a hard fucking stretch. Hard stretch for Miami. And if they lose both those games, the Bills will win the division. Assuming that the Bills win this week. Already looks like Waddle's going to miss the game. Tyree Kill's questionable. To a talking about my low is questionable. Just one of those teams that's picking up little knick-knack injuries at this point. I don't see this team making it very far in the playoffs because of all their tiny little injuries. Whereas the Ravens used all their injury fairy dust on running backs. Which is good news. And I guess... I guess tight end. I think this has the potential to be a big letdown game for Baltimore. They're coming off that huge San Francisco win. But on the other hand, like, Miami's not a slouch. Like, you can't... You can't just brush over Miami on the schedule. It's not like they went... San Francisco directly into Carolina like it was a hard game into a moderately hard game. I really need Lamar to win here win this game Ravens clinch the one seed and Lamar probably clinches the MVP and I just I can't I can't deal with MVP conversations going into week 18 where we're talking about a running back winning MVP. That doesn't really gel for me also. Big advantage here, if Miami manages to lose this one, we actually have a Week 18 matchup that matters a lot with Bill's Dolphins. And that's what we need in Week 18, because so much never matters in Week 18. And we need games that matter at both the top and bottom of the standings. Score prediction for this one, I'm going 21-20 Baltimore. One point win for the Dirty Birds.
1: I hope you are very right as a Bill's fan. I need this. I want this. It must happen. It just it's you know, it's serendipitous, if you will, that I go into a game needing a team to lose. And who's on the the team who's plays for the team that can make it happen for me? Nothing but Kyle Hamilton of from Notre Dame. A man who I wouldn't shut up about his seniors his final season. Really, I just talked about him the year before his sophomore year. And his final season going into the draft. I told you. I told everybody, I was like, you don't understand how good Kyle Hamilton is. No one understands, even though he was a first round draft pick, so people actually were on board with me, but still.
0: <laughs> yeah. Many people graded him as the top player in that draft. <laughs> yeah, he was
1: really high up there. I was just gonna say it's all it's nice to see one of those like actually pan out.
0: It's worth noting, this is also Miami, you know, obviously the speed team, but the Ravens defense has speed to match. Patrick Queen is like the fastest fucking linebacker on the planet. So if you got one guy that's gonna be able to keep keep pace with Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan, it's going to be Patrick Queen. Mm -hmm. you got Roquan Smith next to him, who's like the brains of the operation. You have some beefy fuckers as down defensive linemen. Kyle Hamilton as your your center field safety type. I think that this defense is going to be one of those that's just a foil to the Shanahan-style offense, and that's what we saw last week and could potentially see again against Mike McDaniel in his attempt to win coach of the year. And I assume get the golden vape pin for winning coach of the year. Otherwise, why is he trying that hard? It seems like it would totally work against his character. My least specific prediction for this one, I think we see Tua gets benched. Don't know if it's going to be injury. Don't know if it's going to be play. Don't know if it's just going to be that the score is so divergent near the end of the game. But I think we see Mike White take the final snaps for this game. Wow.
1: Uh, this Baltimore defense is so tough to play against. Baltimore, this game's at... At home, I almost wish yeah. it was on the road. Baltimore's seven and one on the road. Like they just keep going to, into other teams' barns and kicking Barnes? the shit out of them.
0: <laughs> Man. I just just want to point out, aren't they also seven and one at home? They're five and two at home. They have three losses. Yeah. Can you name Baltimore's three losses off the top of your head? Cleveland was one Cleveland, of them. Cleveland. They lost to Cleveland. And then they two lost more to teams. Indy. Indy. <laughs> Indy.
1: Uh. Oh, now I'm remembering. It was the Colts week three and the Steelers week five.
0: Man, just excellent memory from Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Um, What was I going to say? You know what's funny about, real quick, what's funny about Tua?
0: How, Is how, how you say his last name? He's also like
1: uh, Tongue My Viola. <laughs> um, it, it's funny because he's similar to Purdy, not in where he was drafted, obviously, but it hasn't been a lot of MVP talk because like Ty- Tyreek Hill has got more MVP talk than Tua. He's got Hill. He's got the penguin Jalen Waddle. um, But he's still like, he has a completion percentage above expected of almost 6% or six. Is that six completions? No percent. Yeah. yeah so percent. six. Yeah. Six percent above expected. Uh, he's up there in EPA per play. He's played a really good season. He stayed healthy. <laughs> Which has been turns awesome out,
0: to see. Turns out that concussions aren't an injury that's dictated by injury history. It's just random occurrence. Are you saying concussions aren't a QB stat? No, concussions <laughs> are not a QB stat.
1: Oh. <laughs> but though, this will be a very tough uh, matchup for them. I don't know. I like, know you're saying letdown game, but I think with this, the Ravens locking up the one seed with this dub, I think they're going to come out ready to go. What, the, did you say the the line on it? And I miss you saying that. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half. Oof, I wish that was three, and then I'd, I'd go after it for the Ravens.
0: As I'm saying, take Miami. Take Miami plus three and a half.
1: Yeah, it could be a close one.
0: But but
1: I am just basically doing this entire segment in hypotheticals and what ifs. But with that Ravens defense, there's always the chance that it just turns into an utter blowout. Yeah,
0: like it did so, against the 49ers. Yeah, so it, it's kind of a roll of the dice there. Can I say, part of the problem with the discourse around Tua is that you can't just be like, I think Tua is good, but I also don't think he is the best quarterback in the league. Like, you either have to take the side where you're like, Tua's great. Tua is driving one of the best offenses in NFL history. Or you have to go the other way and be like, Tua fucking sucks. And Mike McDaniel is just puppeting him. Every time, the reason they don't show the back of Tua's jersey when he's playing is because it's just Mike McDaniel taped to his back doing all the motions for him. Yeah, it's also we need to stop acting like it's a negative to
1: say this person's performing well because he has this and he has that. He still has to execute his part of the deal,
0: and <laughs> like, he's been he's been super accurate downfield. Yeah, so I, people there's love a world to point to thing where they're like Tua underthrew Tyree Kill. Yeah, Tyree Kills one of like the fastest seven people on the planet. Of course, he's gonna underthrow him sometimes. Yeah,
1: and there is a world. Like you said, there's a world where we can all agree two is a top ten QB and like a top what for sure top five in the AFC.
0: Hold on. Now we now we gotta do now we gotta do the list here. Okay. AFC quarterbacks. Allen Mahomes Burrow Herbert Lamar mm. Joe Flacco.
1: <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> two is knocking on the door.
0: Hold on. I'm I'm still doing this. Uh CJ Stroud. You want Tua or Stroud?
1: Right now I want Tua. He's just a more proven commodity. I'll take Stroud. Okay.
0: Um Trevor Lawrence or Tua? Tua. Okay. Anthony Richardson or Tua. Tua. How how are you gonna almost take Anthony Richardson, but like solidly took Tua over CJ Stroud? Well that's funny, as you were naming those names off, I was thinking like
1: How do I have a QB the size of Josh Allen on my team, yet I just picked a tiny QB against three big-body guys? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And your favorite quarterback in the NFC is Bryce Young. What is your problem? Um,
1: Short Kings, where you at?
0: There's no one in the AFC West outside of Herbert and Mahomes, which is half the AFC West, so I don't know why I said it like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we already got the – yeah, so like somewhere between – Seven and ten, six and ten in the yeah, AFC.
1: You, I think you're also overrating like Richardson because he's a total. I like, did.
0: I'm not. Ta- I didn't say i was taking Richardson over Tua. I was just giving you shit because I because you had to think longer <laughs> on Richardson than you did Stroud. Well,
1: if you're thinking of potential versus like I'm grading that on what we've seen, what we. You're have right. Now. There's a
0: chance that Anthony Richardson could throw 100 touchdown passes a year, but it's Wait, there's, unlikely.
1: There's, no, Richard, who knows? Richardson could be like become an amazing dual-threat quarterback. I mean, he wouldn't be as good as Josh as the greatest dual-threat quarterback of all time. I love looking at... I'll move off this in a second, but I love looking at total touchdowns. And the next person closest to Josh, who's at 40, is uh, Hertz at 35. But, like, all of his rushing touchdowns are, like, one yard per touchdown. Which means they count for less points. I'm just saying, Josh actually, like, scrambles them in. He just doesn't have, like, a fullback and a bunch of people put their hands in his spine and buttocks area to push him across though
0: but line. since they fired ken dorsey they have the best offensive coordinator in the league now right joey that, b yeah so isn't josh allen just riding the system just like tua no not at all also josh did have a, a tush push touchdown this past week but it doesn't matter <laughs> you want to throw out a game here mike
1: yeah so my game of the week i went the only saturday game detroit at dallas so Thanksgiving
0: com- rematch. Thanksgiving rematch? No, it, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both play on Thanksgiving, all right?
1: Yeah. It would have been a much better Thanksgiving slate if these two games played. Um, kind of the tale of two themes here, you know? Uh, you got Dallas coming home, looking their wounds after losing their last two. It's very Dallas to, at one point, seem like super hot. Dallas has been in a Super Bowl, so then they lose two straight games. <laughs> and now people are like, what is Dallas? It's a nebulous. Uh, Mike McCarthy is back to making me think he's a terrible coach who's going to cost them games. Um, I was not a fan of some of the things he did in Miami, especially saying no. I don't want to go it. Go for it on fourth and three. I'll take the field goal and be a coward. They're like I don't know. You never know how a game's going to shake out, but I don't think it's terrible to sometime look at the expected game script. Game script be like all right, if we go for three here, we get the stop, and then we get the touchdown. Like based on how much time's on the clock, still a strong chance we're gonna leave the Dolphins with time only up by one. But maybe they just don't think that far ahead. Uh obviously Detroit. Not. Obviously not. Detroit, on the other hand, they went through their their rough stretch. They had the close game with Chicago. They had to rally and win. with like under like five minute, four minutes left or something. Um they take the L to the Packers. They barely beat the Saints and they take the L to Chicago. Since then, they've been playing a lot better. Albeit it was against Denver and Minnesota. So, what's, what is that worth? I don't know. But Jared Goff's been playing really well. And
0: back in the dome, baby, after Soldier Field. I
1: was going to say he's back in the dome. So, this is where you say jo- uh, Goff uh, signs, shines. The line is currently at four and a half. It opened at, I
0: think it opened at something kind of wild 31. That'd, That'd be kind of wild. That'd be kind of wild if it was 31. Uh, PFF hey, but, still has... PFF, PFF has... I, I, I was it. trying to sort... You stop talking. I'm talking. I was trying to sort EPA per play to to look at this Dak Prescott thing. Accidentally found out that Bryce Young has been the seventh best quarterback in the league the last two weeks. You want to start taking back your takes? God, no. He's so, he's one spot behind Derek Carr. So when you look at the top five QBs in the NFC... No, I'm just kidding pff uh, pff pff whatever you're trying to say earlier yeah uh i
1: think at pff had this um god damn it you're such an asshole <laughs> this line opening at six they can have five and a half but vanduall is at four and a half I, I kind of like detroit with the points i think this is gonna be a close one i think they're gonna be able to move the ball some yeah what the fuck has happened to dallas's defense man i mean they only gave up 22 this week but they couldn't get the stop when it mattered on that final drive. And that is important when it was not cut in time, as they say, they could not show up.
0: Bills, they've, they've given up in the last few weeks, 22, 31, 13 against the Eagles, 35. I mean, down the stretch. They've, I, I don't know if they've just gotten like relaxed, but down the stretch, they, they've started to give up, give up a little bit more than they were giving up early in the season. That's all I'm saying.
1: I don't discount it It was one of the most shocking things in the uh, Dolphins game that they they only ran like collectively for a little over a hundred yards. Mostert didn't get into the end zone. I don't know how that was possible.
0: Did they, did the Dolphins have a rushing touchdown? I can't remember off the top of my head. They didn't. Yeah. So the Dolphins had one touchdown in this game. Is that right?
1: Oh, Mostert did have a four yard receiving touchdown. So I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. But that was that the only offensive touchdown they had?
1: Yeah, Jason Sanders
0: kicked five field goals. Yeah. I I retract my previous statement. Good job, Dallas defense. Right? So they Cole didn't play Miami well One touchdown. Tyree kill under 100 yards. Yeah. He, he had 99. He had 99.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this is a good like defense to face for Dallas if you're looking for a get right game, in my opinion. Detroit's defense doesn't strike fear into anybody besides probably the Panthers. Uh, sorry, Bryce. <laughs> so, I think we could be in for a high-scoring game. Over/under at 52. That's seems too high for me. High. Yeah, that's too high. high. That's one of those ones that you're like, no, just take take the under. But I do like Dallas in a close game. I'm gonna say final score prediction: Dallas, 27 to 23. The four and a half covers it doesn't cover. Detroit beats the spread. Prediction. Micah Parsons forces a fumble. Jerron
0: Bland gets a pick. I was waiting for the third thing there. You really built that up like there's going to be a third thing. Like, I don't know. But Jermaine Curse gets a safety. Oh no, I'm changing it. Because I
1: come up, I every week come up with these on the fly. <laughs> Even yeah. though you tell me not to. Game ends with Detroit having the ball and needing to drive for a touchdown. And Tiny Hands Goff gets stripped by Micah Parsons. That That is the new prediction.
0: I like it. I'm into Mm -hmm. that. And how dare you insult Detroit's defense? Alex Anzalone. Talk to your name. I'll give him that. (laughs) He started off the season real hot and kind of fell off. Jack Campbell, the linebacking duo there. Yeah, that that pick didn't age well so far. Alex Anzalone was really covering from earlier in the season, though. Mm -hmm. Is this... Are these the two most different defenses in the NFL that have played each other? Yeah, it's pretty diff- different. Different. I'd, I'd have to
1: look at Detroit. They bring a lot of pressure.
0: No, I mean they they rely on like a four man front, which I so does. I mean Dallas Dallas I think has a pretty high blitz rate uh, rate actually, but they rely on a four man front because they really think Aiden Hutchinson is it, and I don't I, I don't see it, man.
1: Yeah. He's, I feel like he's. he can be so up and down. There's some games where I'm like, oh, yeah, I oh, Aiden Hutchinson. I look at him with the swim move right there. Just totally overpowers his tackle, and then there's somewhere. Collinsworth yeah, he, isn't he, busting a nut for him.
0: It's like busting a nut.
1: <laughs> busting a nut. I, if you're Detroit, like how much do you really care about this game? Like You're already locked up your division.
0: Yeah, can they fall any further down? Can they fall to like... The third spot, fourth spot, wherever they are now,
1: that's basically the worst. They're the third spot, and they can't fall to four. Even if they lose two more games, these last two, they'd be eleven and six. That's not going to be make them a wild card team. They're no,
0: no one else because they they've already locked up their or clinched their division. I have it right in front of me. Uh, oh, that's them, right. Yeah, the them the forty nine ers and the well, those are the only two teams in the NFC that have clinched their division.
1: I guess if you're Detroit. You, are, you still have a shot at, at the one?
0: Yeah. You need some help, but you do. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, technically you don't need help because they have the same record as 49ers and Eagles.
1: Yeah, that goes into weird tiebreakers. Like, right, I mean, you saw you You named the standings right. San Francisco and Philly have the tiebreakers over Detroit. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess. I, I, also, Dan Campbell's never going to let his team not.
0: That's the thing, right? Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan Campbell's not going to let his team. Ben Taylor is still auditioning for head coaching jobs ben johnson ben johnson i knew ben taylor was wrong but i couldn't figure out There's... which name was wrong there yeah. who's ben taylor
1: brother of tim the Toolman.
0: <clears throat> all right let's see ben taylor is a musician he's james taylor's son go to bentaylormusic.com for more information copyright down alone 2023 um you got any more thoughts on this game mike uh no that about that about does her Right. So my, my other game that I have this week is the Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aye. Line sitting at Jacksonville minus six over under of 37 and a half. Here's what I need from this game, Mike. I need the Jaguars to continue to be frauds and the Panthers to win another game. Let's really get this this mixed up for the number one overall pick. The Panthers have no reason to lose. They have they have nothing to gain from losing at all. Your pick's going to to Chicago. In fact, it is better for everyone there if you guys at least aren't trading away the number one pick. You're trading away the number two or the number three pick. Like, that is where the – because the coaching staff needs to not be trading away the number one pick. The front office needs to be not trading away the number one pick. David Tepper needs to be not trading away the number one pick. There's a lot on the line here for Carolina. And like I said, Bryce Young, I've always been a big fan of yours, if you're listening. My favorite quarterback in this draft class. Haven't wavered on that for a second. Currently, over the last two weeks, you're seventh in EPA per play. You're basically the Derek Carr of the last two weeks. So keep up at it. I just really need this win, Mike. I need this win. I need the Commanders to lose to the 49ers. I need the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. That is my perfect week. Cardinals already beat the Cowboys.
1: They got the NFC East number, baby. (laughs) Uh... I'm with you. I mean, I need this one as a Bryce Young stan who has bought a lot of stock in him. My Bryce Young Rookie of the Year bet. Not going to pan out. But
0: <laughs> you know that, yep. <laughs> it's true. What if C.J. Stroud, yeah, Stroud and Puka Nakua come out and say some real racist stuff this week? Who knows?
1: Jacksonville in the midst of a four-game losing streak. Fucking embarrassing. Should be kicked
0: out of the NFL. Yeah, it's like giving up four goals to Anaheim in the first period. Right? It's disgusting. Also, people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm kind of liking taking the plus six and a half of carolina i don't think people are going to think you're crazy for that one i think it'd be crazy if you said you're loving taking the money line
1: that's true i'd be crazy saying that but carolina three to last four covered the spread
0: i still don't understand how jalen carter is so far and away the favorite for defensive rookie of the year i think will anderson's been better anyways getting off topic there i was looking at offensive rookie of the year odds uh you currently can't even bet on bryce young <laughs>
1: I feel like rookie of the year sometimes is like who got who played the hottest the first half of the year? And then people just kind of turn it off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Jalen Carter currently minus 20,000. I think Will Anderson has just been straight up better than him. Baby Rhino, though. Mm -hmm. You want to throw out your other game there, Mike?
1: Yeah, let's just go ahead and real quick mention uh, Bill's Patriots. (laughs) The line is really
0: big. Yeah, 13 and a half point line. (laughs) Yeah, that really, I don't, I don't like taking any line once it gets to double digits. Well, right now you can get bills plus one and a half at Miami next week, by the way.
1: I just, I take the money line. So
0: why? What if it's, we're a gonna tie win. Game? if it's a tie <laughs> game at the end? You, <laughs> you can get bills plus one Oh four on the money line. Damn.
1: Yeah. That's what FanDuel, you're looking at FanDuel as well, aren't you? Aren't yeah. But yeah, I hate playing the Patriots. With the exception of that playoff game where we had, like, a perfect game and just annihilated them, every yeah. other time we play them, it's like always unnecessarily a tough game. <laughs> like, we lost to them once already this year. Yeah. But the difference now, Joey B,
0: rocking his gold chain, going to be up there calling plays. I think—wait, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the first Patriots game the Ken Dorsey slamming his tablet game? Not this season. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't remember right. which game was the Dorsey slamming the tablet. It was a, like a one-score loss though early in the year, and everybody made way too big of a deal out of it. Maybe Microsoft called them and they're like, "Hey, stop slamming our tablets."
0: It was the the Dolphins game.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't see anywhere. Yeah, the the Patriots have no advantage over anywhere. Maybe the run defense, but head coach. Yeah, I will give you that. It is it is Bill Jack's swan song here though in New England. I just, I hate playing New England because of past trauma, so that's the only reason I'm pointing that out. Also, just just take the plus 13. And a half. If they give any team plus thirteen
0: and a half, just take it. Right now, you could uh you could take New England plus thirteen, Washington plus twelve and a half, get that in a nice little six point teaser. Pays New out teased. minus one thirty four. New England Patriots plus nineteen and a half, teased with Washington plus eighteen and a half how you dumb hate- would you feel if you lost that pretty dumb you hate teasers, though yeah because if you're gonna bet teasers, just bet the other side of the the spread like right. if if you think washington isn't gonna cover a 12 and a half but you think they would cover an 18 and a half then just bet san francisco minus minus twelve and a half right. at minus 110 odds teasers are for betting cowards yeah fucking yeah. bill simmons betting yeah, coward right.
1: and then they still somehow never work out
0: because it's a bad bet I bet. You can throw in all those double digits this week into that tease. Get them all up there. Get all the double digits in there. Get set up to plus 140 on a six-point teaser. Look at that. that. That's just free money. <laughs> Name one time an NFL team has lost by 19 and a half points. It doesn't happen.
1: I, I think Miami Denver <laughs> might have covered that.
0: No one knows. Or Raiders, There's no way Chargers. Know. There's no way to know. no way to know. All right, Mike, any, any last notes you got for this week? You got any thoughts on Jets, Browns? Oh. Joe Flacco revenge game? What's a matchup tonight. How many how many empty coaching seats do we have at the end of the year now? Like, is, oh, like has Antonio Pierce secured his job there? Or are they going to get a new guy in Las Vegas? I, I don't know. Remember that year, Tom Cable? he um, yes. playing solid down the stretch. He went like 8 and 8, and then he got fired. All right, so just making a list here off the top of my head. The ones we already know, Carolina, Mm -hmm. the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll throw the Raiders in there for now. Is there any other obvious or anyone else that's fired their coach midseason? No? I feel
1: like there's one more and it escapes me.
0: I don't think there is.
1: You already said Panthers? Yeah. Oh, you said Carolina? Yeah. I don't know. That's where they play. You think if Dallas loses this week, I like guess like knocked out first round of the playoffs. Jerry Jones might finally have enough of Mike McCarthy.
0: Dude, he held on to Jason Garrett like s- for six years. Yeah, he just, he just likes those beta head coaches that won't argue with him. What if the chances Jimmy Johnson comes back to coach the Cowboys? Wouldn't that be sick? Uh, who knows? Who knows, man? It's
1: the NFL. I've seen some crazy shit. I've seen some shit, man.
0: We know Robot Ron's gone. Yeah. What would have to happen for uh for 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 jesus christ blanking on his name
1: what about jesus christ good guy i don't think he's coming out of retirement what happened for for good old nine eleven mcdermott to get fired i think we make the playoffs i think his job's gonna be safe
0: yeah probably right
1: especially with the stars aligning and we have a, a shot as long as the dolphins lose this week to win the division i definitely think the uh the mcd job is is okay
0: you think okay. ever is safe no, nothing has gone yeah come on come on guys what are we even doing here <laughs> fucking mad ever <Everflus. laughs> All right, am I getting any final
1: thoughts week 17 no I just want to say going into week 18 it is I am glad that it looks like there's going to be some games that matter because some years it's like why are we even playing this week this extra yeah. game was so dumb so
0: dumb so dumb
1: mm-hmm.
0: alright Mike you want to toss out your plugs and we'll get out of here
1: Yep, have a new on Saturday coming out tomorrow, so look forward to that. Going to be a a huge, huge weekend, huge weekend. that going to have to edit tomorrow, or are you oh.
0: send it to me tonight, and I have to get it up by tomorrow?
1: I'm gonna send it to you tomorrow, okay. or late, 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 late tonight. Okay, you have to wait and see. Uh, while most of you are going to be with your loved ones, being like, "Oh yay, 2023 is ending," I'm just going to be watching college football, <laughs> and I can't wait. Also, it's by Saturday. We got to have the uh, AW World's End pay per view predictions. Will be coming up. Yes, sir. So look forward to that.
0: You can follow me at Talent Alone Adam. You can follow Mike at Talent Alone Mike on X, formerly known as Twitter. You can read my League Pass watchability power rankings this week. I did one thought on a player or a team from every Christmas Day game, as well as handing out every week. I, I give out the best League Pass games for the coming week. Uh, Spoiler alert, this week, just watch every Pistons game. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets, by the way, I'm not blowing that. You can read Team Talent Alone, I should have that out tomorrow, uh, finally returning after having to take a week off for the holidays. And you can catch us back here on Saturday for Baski and next Monday again for the Talent Alone podcast. Without further ado, Mike, you you got any shout outs this week now that... Cock birdie has f- fell down the uh fell down the rankings oh man Cock birdie I mean speaking of people who are no longer in the MVP race shout out small dick Dak. oh <laughs> damn damn get sleep numbered